And we're back here once again for the Moafa podcast, three weeks in a row, some sort of record for the boys here. Um, so I'm Stilo, and I'm joined today by Matt Wilson. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, all right, mate. Not too bad. Not too bad. Recovering. Yeah, it's not the best. <laughs> it's not the best spring weather in Wellington tonight. So a good time to hunker down and chat some shit about fantasy football. Um, yeah. Kick us off this week. Do you want to give? As a rundown of how you went, how you went this week. Well, Stella, I think probably the worst game week I've had in two years. Um, I got thirty-four points, which I think was one of the lowest of of everyone. I think only two or three guys probably got lower than that. Sure. Fell into the trap of taking out Spurs players and putting in Manchester United players. So we know what happened there. Uh, we don't really need to go too much into detail at this stage. Uh, yeah, took out Harry Kane and brought in Martial. <laughs> so horrible week, horrible week. What about what about yourself? I had um, a much better week than last week in terms of my overall points total. Sixty-one points for me, so probably sitting just around the average. Uh, annoyingly, taking out Son this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So saying goodbye to those twenty-four points, mm. but. I had to take him out to bring in um, Kevin De Bruyne, um, yep. who proved why he's the best player in the game. Just if you check out the highlights of him versus City, uh, him for City versus Wolves, just just immense as always, just on everything, set pieces, got those pens now as well. Yeah. So yep. happy, happy with that. And old, um, old Mitro as well, delivering the two goals, which is always a nice bonus. Um, yeah, I, I think it was the highest scoring Premier League round since the Premier League started in 92, 44 goals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, so, yeah, mixed fortunes for us this week, I think it's fair to say. Um, yeah. And so, moving on to the Super League, do you want to give us a brief, brief roundup of how things are placed after two weeks? Yeah, well, obviously, as you say, it is only two weeks, so um, there's not too much we can read into things yet, I, uh, I don't think. But um, um, sort of following up on the uh, review earlier today that was posted, uh, Sam, Aidan, Austin and Dan are the uh, four four guys that have, have gone two from two. So they're all sitting on six points. Sam sitting top uh, by virtue of his, of his higher points, overall points on 170. So, yeah, great start for Sam. Um, to the season off the back of what I don't think was too great a season for him last year in the league. Um, and at the bottom, we've got four guys that are still winless. Duncan, Scotty, Ian and Jono. Three of those four guys were obviously promoted. So, yeah, as I said earlier, welcome to the Super League, lads. It's uh, an unforgiving uh, competition. And um, I think... Yeah, a few guys have been a bit unlucky there. Duncan, I know, has had two fairly decent weeks points-wise, and he's he's picked up two defeats. So um, very unlucky there. But um, and Jono this week, I think, picked up 79 points and went down 82-79 to to Tim uh, and Mott Tigers. Um, so that was yeah. I, I guess that's that that just that unlucky situation that you you come across every now and again where you, you have an absolutely brilliant week, but you still lose. So um, sure they'll be able to turn it around with some wins in the next couple of weeks. Um, the only other one I wanted to mention was uh, Austin, who went negative 16 this week and beat Grant Rewe 57-49. 
Um, he made some pretty attacking changes. I think he brought in a few of the Everton boys, which, uh, as we know, they did very, very well. Hammers, uh, Calvert-Lewin, and Richarlison. Uh, yeah, he got a win there going negative 16. That's uh, pretty impressive. So, yeah, that sort of sums up the Super League, I guess, after two weeks. A long, long way to go. Yeah, so a couple of points. A couple of points from me. First of all, interesting to see Sam Curry at the top of the standings at the moment. Mm-hmm. Quite dangerous for everyone, I think, because he's the sort of guy that if he puts his mind to something and he decides he wants to be good at it, he usually is. And <laughs> if he's really turning his mind to this this season, I think we could all be in a bit of trouble. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. um, I just want to touch on Austin, Austin's managerial genius. What, going negative 16? Brilliant move. So he got a net gain of one for bringing in Dominic Calvert-Lewin then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be yeah. um, it'd be interesting, Austin, in the comments, if you can let us know what your score would have been with your original team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, very ballsy, uh, very very ballsy move, but it's paid off. Yeah, fair so, play, it's paid off to him for him, so we can't bag it too much. Yeah, um, um, and a few a few of the guys, including yourself, uh, got your first win having lost in week one. So it's very um, very condensed in the middle there with with a lot of guys on three play a one one win one loss. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and the champions, defending champions, got off, got off, they've got their season off and running with a win as well. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. So just before I go onto the B League, I just would like to remind our listeners that um, I'm doing much better than last season because last season it took me ten game weeks to get a win. Mm, <laughs> this season it's yeah. taking me two, so much improved at Bush Eleven. So well, surely, if you everyone. go if you, if you go off what you did last season, surely you're going to win the whole thing then. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Once I got my first win, I think I had another five losses the whole season or something crazy. So yep, you're all yep, fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just um moving on to the B League. So we have a couple of likely lads at the top of the table there: Adam Hughes and um, Jesse Farmer. Both had good weeks and actually tied on overall points as well, which is interesting to see. Um, mm. And then following them in third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, uh, um, actually four former Super Leaguers and Chris Cowman, Mark Borich, Ben Inkster, and Anthony Salvatore Barneo. Um, ben would be particularly stoked with his week, having beaten a highly chatting. Harcourt Honey Badgers and Matt Ryan. Yeah, he's very chirpy this season as uh, Matt Ryan. Yep. Yeah, and yep. um, Ben was an impressive points haul even with making that Son move. So mm. um, maybe it's maybe it's Benny's season. Mm. Um, yeah. Down, down the bottom. <laughs> we, we know who it is. Well, it is. Um, it's game over is Johnny McIver. Yeah, it is, and then it's the two Wilsons, FC Gannett, Mike Garnett, otherwise known as the other Wilson, and um, Laurie <laughs> Wilson with Strike Minded United. Um, those boys yeah. really struggling. Um, Johnny McIver on sixty-five points in total for the season. Yeah, yeah, so, it's, uh, uh, it's a pretty poor start. Um, yeah. Bit surprised about the old man there. Um, he usually. 
starts all right, but two defeats, only 90 points on the board, although I can't really talk, I'm only on 100 points, so after that disastrous week, but um, yeah, Jess Garnett's a lot higher up. Than yeah, this and um, special mention to <laughs> Callum Campbell, who um, two weeks in, yet to taste a win in the B-League, so um, he's going to need to sort of shit out. He's he's been in one of those in the unlucky category though, isn't he? I mean, 130 points total. He's had two fairly okay weeks, so unlucky. Yeah. But that's that's the way the cookie crumbles, isn't it? Yeah, it's tough tough luck there for um, CC. But I um, I think he'll be back to bigger and better things as we go along. Uh, just quickly on Barney as well. Has Barney turned a corner? Because um, I can't remember the last time he finished outside the bottom five, but he's Two wins from two. Keep it up, Barney. Yeah, two from two. Yeah, keep to it, mate. Um, so that 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 ends the roundup for this week. Um, now, this week we thought we'd um go out to the listeners for some questions. So I'm just gonna um just gonna run through what you guys have chucked at us on Facebook, and um we'll see we'll see where that lands us. So first question we received is actually from Kieran Cannon and like many of our listeners was wound up about how one of the hosts put himself as game of the round. Um, so what do you got to say for yourself, mate? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I got absolutely battered in that game, by the way. So maybe that was the payback. Yeah, but a bit of um, karma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I did say I won't, I won't pick myself again. So, um, uh, apologies, Kizzy. Um, I might be able to say it in person to you this weekend if we have a beer at the pub. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that one. <laughs> Sweet. So moving on to um, our next question um, from Austin, who's obviously cock a hoop with how he started the season. He's no, always cock a hoop. <laughs> Should we just hand the cup to the package now, based on devastating early season form? Uh, absolutely not. Um, I yeah. He'll he'll crash and burn. Um, hasn't won the league in a couple of years. Uh, yeah, no. Think it's a bit too early to be handing trophies out after two weeks. Uh, yeah. It's a thirty-eight week season unless we're um, stopped again by coronavirus. Yep. Um, well, which is actually touching on coronavirus. Just um, as as we move through the season, the risk of that fucking up the season becomes a bit more mm. bit more of an issue. Obviously we'll see the UK are looking towards stricter coronavirus measures and mm. also um Spurs had their league cup game against Leighton Orient called off because Leighton Orient were unable to field a side. And, and David David Moyes tested positive too, didn't he? Yeah David the Moyes and players. So um yeah, so we might be expecting a few players to disappear short notice and things like that. So just just keep that in mind as you, especially as you start looking at those wild cards and things like that. Yeah, for sure. I think Isa Diop was one of those players they confirmed had got it. So um, yeah, no one put Isa Diop in your team this week. <laughs> There's a few would anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably a few transfers in. <laughs> Next question is from um, Timmy Roots. Um, and touching on something we've probably all been thinking about this week is the upcoming healthy bail conundrum. Um, so, Gareth Bale's price announced at 9.5. Pretty good. Yep. 
pretty good price, really, given his mm-hmm. history in the Premier League. Um, he's not actually going to be fit till November. <laughs> so some, that's something to consider when looking at him and your team. But just getting your thoughts on Mr. Bale. Yeah, I think um, I think he was probably priced around around you know what we thought he would be. Um, I thought he might have been eight point five to nine. To be honest with you, I mean, he hasn't he hasn't played a lot recently at Real Madrid, um, and obviously the injury. Um, but I guess based on as you say his, his past form in the Premier League, when he I think it was 2011, 2011, 2012 when he left. Um, yeah, he. I think he's he could be very good value if he um, if he hits it off. I guess the big question marks for me are one, he is thirty one now, and those injuries um, may start to hamper him a bit more. So, you know, whether he's a you know a sure thing to bring in and know that he's just going to deliver regularly, uh, I don't know. And the other thing is, I guess, and we I think we briefly mentioned it in a few exchanges earlier in the week. Still, was about uh, where he sort of fits or sets up in that Mourinho Spurs team, um, especially with obviously Son and Kane doing what they did on the weekend, um, whether he sits as the third of that front three sort of set up, I don't know. But yeah. I guess it's a wait and see for me with him yeah. when he's fit. Um, and there's so many other choices in midfield at the moment um, that are highly priced, you know, your City players and... Liverpool, um, etc. That you know, is, you know, where 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 is there room for him? Yeah. So that fitness thing's a big concern for me. So I think since he went to Madrid, he might have only it might have been once that he played more than thirty games in a season. Mm. So that shows you um, that shows you how fitness wise he's struggled. Um, he's managed to get himself injured after only playing for Wales and the internationals. Um, so shows again where we're looking at him. And as you say, talking about that formation, it sounds like Kane and Son are being set up. So Son's running past Kane mm. for those quick balls. And with Mourinho as a manager, I can't imagine him playing two players who can run past Kane and therefore it's, leaving only seven back. Yeah, it's, it's not a Mourinho setup to have a sort of two up top anyway, which was what we sort of saw on the weekend with Son and Kane. But I think I think he probably installed that because of Southampton's high line that, that was clear as day uh, on the weekend, as we saw. I don't necessarily think he's going to do that every game. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, 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 that, it's that setup, I guess, is a bit of a question mark. He's probably, like, comes in. He's probably likely to gonna play that second striker. So back up yeah. to Kane, back up to Son type role, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's just definitely be interesting though when he's fit um, yeah. and he's available to see how how he goes in that in that team. Which I know they played very very well on the weekend, um, but they are have been so erratic. Um, it has been a risk with Spurs players, I think, for the last year or so. Um, they can have runs, but then they yeah. can just have terrible ones as well. And well, I mean. The thing that's killing a lot of us at the moment is we've all got points machine Doherty from last season in our squads. Yeah, and, and he got cut. Yeah. So so zero points from him over the weekend was not ideal. No, not at all. No. Um, and just, <laughs> just quickly, another thing that Tim wanted to talk about was um, 
the importance or lack thereof of a bench at this time of the season. So I think a few of us are probably struggling with getting those those more budget options on the field, um, being hindered by things like ASM getting an injury and the yeah. likes. Um, yeah. My view on bench at this time of the season is it's a nice to have. I think if you've got no major changes you need to make to your starting 11, that's when you can start to tinker around those bench players. But it mm. usually also takes a couple of couple of, couple of game weeks to work out what, who are those cheaper players that are getting the 90 minutes Yeah, to, to just have those two points sitting there if you need them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I tend to agree. I think... You know, you've got your bench boost chip, but you're not using that at this time of the season, are you? You're using that towards the end of the season. That's when you need a full bench. You only really need a full bench for one week of the season, you could argue. Um, I think it's important to have maybe one, as you say, a two-pointer coming off your bench just to fill a slot if if, if some guy if, if a player doesn't play. Um, ideal world two, but to find that number of players at this time of the season when so many of the players are priced, I guess, as they are, and fitting fitting in a decent starting 11 with more than one one decent sub's tough. Um, so I think it's just about focusing on that starting 11 and making sure you're getting that right week to week, um, almost imagining you don't have a bench, um, which is sort of what I tend to do sometimes um, yeah. when I'm picking, a, picking an 11. Rotating keeper, maybe. But again, yeah. I don't I don't know if that's essential. No. Um, so um, just quickly touching on a question from Marcus. He asked us to talk about United's relegation struggle. Um, sorry, Marcus, that's not going to happen on this show. You've <laughs> you've got you've got your own your own little tin pot city podcast if you want to talk about shit like that. <laughs> um, the is, this, is this oh, is this question? Does he want us to sort of get into a discussion about United's form and jokingly I'd, mentioning relegation? Yeah, I think I think it's fair to question what United are doing with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer still the manager. Yeah, if you if you were to ask if if he was not working for United and say Chelsea or Spurs or Atletico Madrid or PSG were looking for a manager. Does he even make the shortlist for those clubs? Not at all. Not at all. So, so, so yeah. why, when Maurizio Pochettino is out of work, do United yeah. persist with someone who is going to show that he's not up for the job? Yeah. You, you think that was what it was this weekend, though, when they lost to Palace? Though, I, I mean, I. They've not had a, they've not had a preseason. They've, they've they've gone in that game pretty cold. I I don't blame uh, that loss on him being the manager, but I think in terms of if you're gonna if you're looking for a good season, top four Champions League, locking that in, you need a world class manager. Yeah, mm. clear there are major deficiencies in that United team that still need to be addressed, and if you're if you're say Rafael Varane and United start chucking big money at you to come play in their defensive line, are you really going to leave Zidane to go play for Solskjaer? Mm. You're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, maybe maybe that could be the first managerial casualty of the season, possibly. Possibly. I guess we'll see how they go in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah. 
yeah, brighten away this weekend. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, for sure. So um, the next question is a really good one from Jesse Farmer saying, what formations can we see being popular amongst managers early on this season and why? So I've actually done a bit of a deep dive and the clear winner for formations among the Moafa managers is 3-4-3, followed by 3-5-2, and then 4-4-2, and then a couple of mad lads, one playing 4-3-3 and one playing 4-5-1. So I think um, if you look at historically across Fantasy Premier League, the 3-5-2 and the 3-4-3, definitely the formations played by the majority of managers. Um, yeah. And so it's not surprising to see that with playing out in our leagues. Um, what's interesting is I think the conventional wisdom these days with the likes of Trent Alexander-Arnold, Andy Robertson, um, Matt Doherty, and those guys is 4-4-2 starting to become sort of in vogue from those managers that are challenging for the top 10K. Yeah. Um, I think I think at the moment we're seeing the the traditional three at the back formations playing out as we try and work out who's going to be good at defending. Is this going to be a defending season in terms of points? But yeah, yeah so I think it's hard to say at the moment. I think bank on mostly coming up against three four three formations. Well, game week two definitely did not um, advertise defending. No. That's for sure. <laughs> no. But, yeah, I think you're right about that. You know, attacking wing backs, as you say, very popular these days with the way a lot of Premier League teams are setting up. Um, you know, Leicester as well comes to mind there with you know, the likes of he's injured at the moment, but Ricardo Pereira um, yeah. and Castagna's come in and, and been very good in the first two weeks for them as well. So, uh, yeah, it is not definitely not against four at the back. At the moment, um, and I never thought I'd say that five, five, six, six years ago. You know, it was always get your three strikers and get your four midfielders at least, and go with that, and just kind of piece something together at the back. It's it's definitely not like that now. I remember, I remember the days of three premium strikers. When uh, yeah, you, when yeah. you'd have when you'd have like freaking Drogba and two others up top. Drogba, Aguero, and or Tevez actually the Tevez days. Yeah, yeah. Tevez was playing for City or United. You'd have yeah, you'd Drogba, have three Tevez, and Rooney or something. Oh yeah, great. Oh God, that takes me back. Oh, those were some good years. Yeah. Now you now you're chucking Harry Kane up top and scratching around with freaking yeah. Mitrovic. Ch- 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 yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Patrick Bamford. Yeah. <laughs> And final question, I think Dan's just trying to get a bit of banter going because he's playing mm. you this week, but he's asked, um, yeah. he'd love a feature where we rip into the managers that we're playing in the upcoming game week. Um, mm. I'm playing Mark McLeod this upcoming yeah. game week. Who just and, beat me, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I've had some fierce battles with Mark over the years, and <laughs> I've had ridiculous things like be miles ahead and then Lukaku scores a hat-trick and he gets the win. So I'm not going to tempt you the mean, gods. You mean Mark's random player that no one else has that he decides to captain yeah. uh, scores in the last game of the round to beat you by one or two points, you mean? Yeah, uh, the, yeah. <laughs> worst, the worst case of this is me sitting at the Wandel in London next to Michael Cowman being quite content with how my fixture's going to go, just watching, I think it was Monday Night Football, and then Everton come on and Lukaku gets one. 
Lukaku gets another, and then he gets <laughs> the final dagger. <laughs> That's how I felt this weekend with Son. Mark had Son. Went to bed thinking, oh, he's only scored one. That I can deal with that. Wake up. Oh, what? What's going on here? Four? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? But yeah. um, you're playing. You're playing. You're playing Dan this week. Have you got any anything yeah. you want to well, say? Well, all I'll point out to him is I can't remember the last time he beat me. Uh, he didn't beat me last year, and I don't think he beat me in our last fixture that we played the year before. So I think I'm four on the spin, including the semi-final, which I won, and then. Um, apparently the competition format needed restructuring. Um, yeah. But anyway, I'm sure it'll be a good game. Um, he is a very strong player and we have some great battles. Um, he's, he's one of those guys that I always know has got something up his sleeve. Uh, and they're generally very close games. I think he's, he's definitely the favourite though. Um, based off my week I just had of trying to piece my team together back slowly after that psychological um, episode. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. there you go, Dan. No trash talk yet, apart from the fact no. you're looking you're still, for your, your maiden you're still, win. You're still shit, though, Dan. All right? You're shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, um, just looking at the time, so we might r- rattle through the, the last bit of the pod. So, first of all, um, everyone's favourite section, debuted last week. Returning this week, we are going on the bandwagon with Willie. Yeah, so the bandwagon this week, I just apologise to everyone. I know I got it wrong last week. Bamford did score. But I am telling you, it is not going to carry on for the entire season. Did anyone remember Timu Puki from last season and what happened there? Um, So I'll stick to my guns uh, for now. But I do realise I got it wrong uh, this week along with a lot of other things. Um, bandwagon this week. Right, so this week I have decided to go for, I uh, went for a striker bandwagon option that I noticed last week. This week we're going for a midfielder. So today when I was scrolling through um, the transfers in column uh, at work, I stumbled across a bizarre, uh, it, this, this is truly bizarre. So. 11th most transferred in player in midfield for this game week coming is Jorginho. Jorginho for Chelsea. Five million pounds, so cheap, cheap midfielder. 11th most transfer in. Now, I know it's not first most. It's not the top or second or third, but 11 is still quite high considering how many midfielders you have to choose from in the game. Now, what I can't understand is why you would bring in a player that is one, a holding midfielder who doesn't really score a lot of points. I mean, generally in fantasy football, EPL, you bring in attacking midfield players, creating opportunities, scoring goals, assisting. Jorginho doesn't do that. And, okay, you could say he takes penalties, but he missed one. He just missed a penalty against Liverpool. So that will likely now be taken off off him, I would assume, and maybe given to Werner, possibly, I don't know. But he is my bandwagon pick for this week because, purely because I can't understand it. Why would you bring in a player? As I think, I can't, I can't remember the exact number of transfers in. Um, I should have noted that number down, but that is so high for 
a player that I would never consider to bring in, particularly after last week when he missed a penalty. I, can you understand it? I can't. No, there's it's one of those it's one of those decisions. Jorginho, um, I'd like to describe him as a Tom Hill player. Um, he's the sort of guy Tom Hill has as his fourth or fifth midfielder, who he has, plays for a big team. So he's likely to get two points, maybe the sneaky clean sheet point. But actually, actually, I think Diggy, I think Diggy's got Jorginho. I might be wrong. I think he does. We might have to ask him. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't understand it. And this, and this, this, the, that's the bandwagon pick for this week. Someone, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what's been said. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe people are flocking to him to free up some money to put elsewhere, maybe on some of the guys that um, went big this week. So, you know, KDB, uh, Hammers, um, or that they're trying to free up money to, to bring in another striker. Like, you know, the Everton boys obviously did very well on the weekend. I don't know. It's, it's, it's truly bizarre. Yeah, um, I, so I, I'm comfortably going to say that is definitely a bandwagon pick because he is not going to be um, a long-term solution for anyone. Well, um. <laughs> what's going to make it more ridiculous is he's um, in six point one percent of teams. Yeah, so That's he's not. Crazy. He's a differential, but he's not an uber differential, which I think is under five. I think under five percent considered. Yeah, but I, I looked. I looked down the list of of players that are also five million in midfield, and first of all, Danny Ceballos is five million for Arsenal. Now, I'd pick him a million times over before I'd pick Jorginho. Ceballos plays further forward. He's creative. He does things in that Arsenal team. I think, uh, as an Arsenal supporter, I'm quite glad that we've re-signed him for another season on loan. Um, another player who's five who, okay, plays for Newcastle and he's, okay, he scored against West Ham on the opening day. But Jeff Hendrick, I would pick ahead of Jorginho as well. Yeah. Um, Bizarre! I couldn't believe that. Eleventh highest transfers in in midfield for the week. So unless heaps of people are using the same strategy where he's the enabler, or they're just on another planet, as far as I'm concerned, that's yeah. That that is the bandwagon for for this week, Steve. <laughs> yeah, let's just say um, those ghost teams are going to have a lot to answer for as we head later in the season. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I guess finally um, for this week, let's do a bit of previewing. Um, I'll quickly preview the um, B League. So we've got some. Uh, we don't really look to have that many massive matchups in the B League this week. Um, you've got Mark Boric playing at Tom Hill. Um, Mark Boric obviously off to a great start with two wins. Tom with the one win. Um, Tom will be looking to to really cement his um, place in that mid-table and start to make his way up. Um, the other one is probably the new boy, um, Craig, and the, the key to success, mm. facing off against um, Michael Roberts' Milky's Magicians. Um, I think these are two guys who could be in the reckoning for promotion come crunch yeah. time. So that's probably um, that's probably my game of the round, to be honest, in the B-League. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... I'll be I'll be keeping a keen eye on the GCGFC Harcourt Honey Badger match up <laughs> as well. I think um, that will be quite a good one to um, yeah see unfold. Gucci Town as well. 
Um, yeah, I think I might fancy Shane Gooch in that one. <laughs> yeah. And what about the Super League, mate? Uh, Super League for game week three. So the two I've picked out two this week that um, sprang to mind, and then please, you know, pipe up if you think there's something else as well. But um, I've gone for for Sam Curry, uh, Curry train against John Pierce. Now this is basically top v bottom, um, and you could argue that Sam's you know heavy favourite, but. Jono made some wholesale changes after the first week shocker that he had, and he, he hit 79 on the weekend and was, as I said, unlucky against him. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if he can back that score up with something similar and possibly uh, give Sam his first defeat. Um, so, yeah, that's that one game I think uh, we'll like to see this weekend. The second one um, is I've gone with... Austin and Surprise Package, who have also started strongly, and they're up against Scotty, uh, who's not yet registered a win. Um, but that is a Hawks Bay derby. Those two boys know each other very well uh, from their school days. So they go way back. There's been uh, many a great battle between them as well. Um, they've contested a Super League Grand Final as well back in 2011, I think it was. Uh, and there surely is to be a bit of banter there, too, maybe pre and post game. Um, Think I'd like Scott. I'd like to see Scotty get up there and hand um, the so-called best manager in the league a defeat. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's my two my two picks for this weekend. Nice, pick. nice picks. And um, just to round things off, the game of the round in the Premier League, um, you can't go past it. It's um, Arsenal travelling to Liverpool. That's um, that's the big Monday night football fixture in the UK. So that's eight eight fifteen a.m. New Zealand time, so the daylight savings really coming into play there. So get that on your your phone at work, everyone. Um, so yeah, so that is about us um, done for tonight. A bit of a longer one there, but we had some good things to cover. Um, as always, feedback most welcome. Um, all complaints to Willie, all praise to me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that that that's us wrapping up tonight. Um, so from me, Matt Steele, um, good luck. Good luck this week, everyone, and um, enjoy the football and Willie. Yeah, good luck, everyone, as well, uh, unless you're Dan Parker. Thanks. <laughs> Cheers, Ed.